Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Tastemaker Conversations, a food blogger podcast for foodie influencers and content creators where we share tips and resources to help you grow your food blogging business. I'm Susie. And I'm Todd. Together we run HeyGrillHey.com, which is an online food blog that Susie created and that we've now taken on full-time as our family business. And we wanted to apologize for the break in between episodes. May was a little crazy for everyone. And uh, anyway, we're back. And today... Today we are interviewing Tiffany Hahn. She is fantastic. She is a mentor, she is a brand coach, and she is a presenting speaker at Tastemaker Conference. So we're excited to interview her, get some tips, some takeaways. We are going to talk about the elusive word balance. We're going to talk about career choices. And we are also going to be talking about what Tiffany will be teaching at Tastemaker Conference in September. She's giving you a little sneak peek and some fantastic takeaways for you to use right now. All right, let's get started. On this episode, we are interviewing hand raiser and yes sayer, Tiffany Hahn. Tiffany is a creative coach and strategist for highly creative women and the host of the Raise Your Hand Say Yes podcast. She is the love child of Terry Gross and Don Draper. This is self-proclaimed, right, Tiffany? Yeah. 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 <laughs> she crafts programs and resources that help female entrepreneurs define their work, speak their truths, and take bold, inspired action toward being more successful in their creative business and also having as much fun as possible in all of her spare time. So much spare time. <laughs> She starts as many dance parties as she can with her husband and twin daughters. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I seriously love your bio so much. It just has so much life and energy. Sometimes bios can read a little bit flat, but yours is not flat. Thank you. I, I worked really hard on making it not boring. I love it. I love it. I love it. We read a lot of bios and that was a fantastic one. So I'm very excited this conversation. I've actually followed you on Instagram for a while. Um, when Abby, who founded Tastemaker Conference, told me that you were speaking, I went through and I kind of introduced myself to you. I know that this is your first time meeting me, but... <laughs> Because we live our lives on social media, I've become a little bit familiar with your work, and I just love your energy. So if anybody's looking for a good Instagram follow, you need to go follow Tiffany Hahn, because she's phenomenal. So I'm very excited to have you here today. Um, To kick things off, we usually uh, have a little icebreaker, and then we're going to jump into some some questions about Tiffany. Who is Tiffany Hahn? So if you could have lunch with any person living or passed away, who would it be and why? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I've been thinking about it all morning. And um, you know who I really want to have lunch with is uh, Oprah. Oh, that's a good right? choice. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be Oprah. Um, she's just, I just want to like be in her aura for a while. <laughs> and I have a million questions for her. And um, I also, I really... <laughs> One of my, one of my things that I want in my life is I want to see like Oprah behind the scenes. Um, that's one of my favorite things to see around the lives of successful, quote unquote, successful, right? Like outwardly successful people is sort of what does it look like behind the scenes? And I want to see that side of Oprah too. So hopefully we'd see that at lunch. That's like, that's like lunch and then you stay for dinner and then the weekend. 
Yes. An extended lunch. I will cancel all plans. Oh, if you want, if you want to chat, just just DM me on Instagram. I'm here. Oh my gosh, I'm sure Oprah's listening. Anybody has any connections to Oprah? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so I want to dive in a little bit just into your personal life so that we can get to know you and our audience can get to know you a little bit. So, where are your roots? Where are you from? Um, so I'm originally from the South. I grew up in North and South Carolina and Tennessee. Um, but in, after college, which was 17 years ago, I moved out to Northern California, um, and lived in the San Francisco Bay area, um, for 17 years. And I just, our family just relocated to Colorado two weeks ago. So we are now in Fort Collins, um, and in the process of getting settled, which I think is going to take a while, but, um, so I've been kind of both coasts and now we're making our way back inward. Okay, so you're in Fort Collins. I know you're married, and we talked about your cute twin daughters, and I just wanted to get a little background into your business, because not only are you moving your family, mm-hmm. you're moving your office, because you get to work from home, so you yeah. essentially work anywhere, um, but give us a little bit of background on Raise Your Hand, Say Yes. Yeah, it's that it's that living the dream of being location independent. Um <laughs> That looks so glamorous on, on the Instagram photos. Um, so yeah, I started my business back in 2011 and a big reason that I started, I had two reasons and probably this sounds familiar to you guys and also to everyone listening, right. Who wants to work for themselves is I, I knew I wanted to do something more creative with my life. And I also wanted to kind of build a life around being flexible because I knew that I wanted to have kids and, um, wanted to, you know, be able to take a day off without having to get permission from three people to do so. Um, so I started coaching in 2011 and started my podcast in 2014, actually right after my twins were born, because I wanted to, I was feeling really lonely with the new baby thing and wanted to connect with people, but also didn't want to have to get dressed for a YouTube (laughs) series. Like I was like, Oh, podcasting. I don't have to get dressed at all. I can just do it in my pajamas. Um, so, so it was sort of like a, a perfect world. And I, feel really grateful that I started my podcast before cereal came. So like, I feel like I was <laughs> just had my foot in the door. You were cutting that. edge. Exactly. Exactly. I was so ahead of the curve. Um, so yeah, my work is centered around helping creative women really take action and follow through on the things that they say they want to do. So I do that through creative mentorship through my podcast where it's kind of part strategy and part me giving people tactical things to do, but also interviewing successful creatives who have done the work. And again, I'm really in love with getting that backstory. And so I love to talk to people who are are really killing it on paper about the doubts that they experience, the fears that they experience, the struggles that they have, and then how they overcome them. Because I think that those struggles are universal, but when we experience them and feel them, it feels so lonely and isolating and nobody's really telling those stories. That's so true. Like you hear of these success stories and you're like, oh, they're just naturally amazing. But no, they've been through stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or they're lucky or they're unique or they're different. But you're so right. Like each of these things is incredibly universal mm-hmm. and so applicable to everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. you mentor people. What mm-hmm. does being mentored by Tiffany Hahn look like? 
Yeah, I always say that I'm like the best bad cop cheerleader that <laughs> bad you can cop get. cheerleader. <laughs> so I'm a little bit like, keep going, you can do this. And I'm like, you're doing so great, right? So um, I think that a lot of times we just need like a little bit of an a little bit of a push to get us over that hump. And so I have a year long mentorship program called the raise your hand, say yes, inner circle, um, which is where people can spend a year with me. We do monthly lessons, there are Q and a calls, there's a community, there's an opportunity to get one-on-one time with me. Um, and it's really, really centered around kind of helping people hold their own feet to the fire and say, I really want to do this. I really want to create this blog and I really want to get this off the ground, but it's just so easy in life to, want something, but not actually follow through consistently over time. I mean, you guys know, right? Like for every success that we see, there's like an iceberg under the surface of yeah. the work that yep, goes into yep. it. Um, and so I really, I'm kind of all about like, let's all climb this mountain, but let's do it together with community. Because again, I think we're all the same on the inside. I love that. Um, on your Instagram this year, I know you do a year of mentoring, but this year you're doing, it's hashtag a year of truth talks. And Mm -hmm. I've loved, I already told everyone that I follow you on Instagram because I think you're phenomenal, but, um, you carry that sense of like, it really is bad cop cheerleader. Oh my gosh. Now that you say that it really carries through into everything that you're doing, not just mentoring on your podcast, but on Instagram too. It's so motivational and it's so uplifting and it's so almost brutally honest. And it's things that people like, it's sometimes hard to hear, but it's never negative. It's like Mm -hmm. the positive things that are hard to hear. Like when you give yourself a compliment, like that's hard to do. Um, but coming from you in the way that you speak and the way that you write it out is so it's, it's energizing because um, very few people speak so openly about so many things. So it's, it's endearing and charming too. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, thank I love you. It. Thank Absolutely. you. We're big fans. Tiffany. <laughs> thank you. So what I want to ask you what, so you said you went to like, you graduated from college. Obviously there's a gap here and I want to, I want to know what you were doing before and what caused you to kind of shift in and build this business. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I, I graduated from college with a psychology degree. <gasps> Me too. And just, yeah, psychology is the best. Um, and I really, it's the best. And also like, it's what we always joked like, oh, we majored, majored in common sense. Yeah, basically. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> a really good way to put that. So um, I, I always knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to do something to change the world or make my mark, right? And I had all of these lofty ambitions, but I never quite knew where to put myself. So I considered grad school. I considered becoming a social worker. I considered actually business school. Um, that business school was after I worked in nonprofit for a while and was like, I want to start making some money. Um, <laughs> that sounds and, nice. yeah. And with everything, it just felt like, I felt like I couldn't see myself kind of st- being happy long-term in any of the careers that I considered. And, um, so I finally was working in nonprofit for a long time in a job that looked really good on paper, but just wasn't, it just wasn't fulfilling. Right. And, and kind of on the outside, again, everything on the outside is so different on the outside. Everybody was saying like, Oh my God, you're doing, I was getting promoted. Everything was great. I had this trajectory. I was applying to MBA programs And I remember I had a moment, this was in 2008, 
where I was sitting at my desk and I started having these like sharp pains in my arm and I literally thought I was having a heart attack. Um, and I didn't go to the doctor. I just went lay down in my car. Cause I was like, I can't be having a heart attack. This is crazy. But to me, that was a huge wake up call for like, what am I doing? I know that this is not where I want to be in my life. And yet I'm staying here. So how can I take the steps to redesign my experiences and really kind of raise my hand and say yes, if you will, to what I really want and then follow through on getting it. Um, and so it took a few years after that, right? It was kind of slow progress, but, um, I left that job in 2009, moved out of San Francisco, moved in with my boyfriend. who's now my husband, um, worked at a paper source for a couple of years, just like wanted to try something new and creative and, and did that. Then while I was sort of getting my business off the ground, I did my coach training, and all of that. And then, you know, again, slowly, right. That was 10 years ago. Um, slowly have been now building this business that I can look at and say, like, I don't even know what it's going to look like in 10 years, but I know that it's going to be awesome because it's, I'm kind of always saying like, where do I want to go next? I love that. And I feel like, I feel very similar. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot in common and mm-hmm. I look at my business 10 years from now And I honestly have no idea what it's going to look like. And I think very few people living either a creative life or an entrepreneurial life, very few of us can look 10 years down the road and say, we know exactly what this is going to look like. Because there's no way. Because 10 years ago, what we're doing now didn't even exist. Exactly. (laughs) It's It's all made up. It's so exciting. And I think for me, for every now and then, right, if we want to get get honest here, like every now and then I'll think like, oh, my God, what's next? Right. Because there is pressure to keep to keep climbing that mountain and sometimes tired. Um, And I've been in an especially tired phase of my life over the last couple of months with this move and transition and all of that. But every now and then I'll be like, I don't know how I'm going to keep this going because I'm kind of the well is dry. Right. But but at the same time, it's really energizing to be like, I just haven't gotten the next brilliant idea yet, but I know it's going to come and it's going to be great. So like to really act, I call it crazy faith. So that faith of like, this doesn't make sense to anyone when I say it out loud, but like in my heart, I know that it's real. And so it's enough to keep me going. Todd's over here just nodding his head. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy listening to you talk about it because I just kind of went through the same thing the last 10 years. Like because I just barely quit my job in December to, to work with Susie full time on what we're doing. Um, but yeah, there were, I, I'm a CPA accountant and I, I never saw myself cause I'm, I'm kind of a creative musician. Like I don't, all my friends, when I told them what I was doing, they're like, what? <laughs> and there were times in the last few years, especially where like, I would just, I felt sick during the day, just mm-hmm. like physically sick. And I didn't want to be there anymore. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I knew I loved the company I worked for was doing amazing things and helping people. So I felt like that kind of altruism through that, but just sitting at a desk doing accounting all day, the same thing month after month is just very draining on me emotionally. And like, I really felt sick sometimes. And I think that was a big drive for Susie to build this, to help me get out and help me get out to, to be like a help create right and just mm-hmm. help that part of my brain and it's anyway it was awesome so what you were talking it made me remember that yeah and I think for so many people we get in these positions where like the work we're doing made and this is turning into like a career conversation but I think this is important for people to hear I like it um, I do too 
Yeah. So it's so easy for the, what you described and where I was, right. Where I was, I was working for a food bank. Like we were like helping feed people who couldn't afford food, which is so important and, and so critical. Um, and so it felt like too, I had all these voices that were like, you should be grateful. You're doing great work. You're helping. Mm -hmm. But, but in my mind, I was saying like, but it's not enough. And people all the time ask me like, well, I want to start my own business, but I make too much money in my day job. Um, what, and I'm, what do I do? And I was like, you know, if, if big tobacco came to you and, and offered you six figures a year for the next 40 years to smoke a pack a day, would you do it? And they're like, no, that's insane. And I'm like, but that's what we're doing to our bodies by living in this like low grade stress all the time. Like we don't even acknowledge the price that we are paying. By so not low, low grade stress I like that because we're in yeah. high grade stress right now but it's like fulfilling because we're working for ourselves and doing you it chose right. it yeah. yes yeah yeah and it feels more manageable um that's gonna segue us into our next section that I really wanted to talk to you about specifically is because you do work from home we work from home also and I think a lot of people on the other side of the curtain like this is the dream, right? We're doing it. <laughs> we're working from home and we're living this life, but there is a lot of like self-induced stress. So mm -hmm. I want to ask you about balance. This is like the magical question that everybody hates to ask and hates to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about. Um, what, what does balance look like to you? Because it looks different to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what's some tips or tools that you use to keep focused on your family while being an entrepreneur and, and fulfilling your own creative pursuits and passions? Yeah. So it's such a good question. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's also really hard to answer because it is different for everybody. So for me, what I really think is like balance looks like trying to be present in every moment. So really trying to kind of compartmentalize things. And it's been very challenging with this move and all the different pieces that are happening all at the same time. Um, but really like whatever I'm doing, trying to be super present with it. So if I'm working, I'm working. If I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. If we're doing house stuff right now, we, we just got in contract on a house. So we're doing like all of the paperwork and inspections and all that. Like when I'm doing that, I'm trying to do that. It is so hard. So I also want to acknowledge that like, it's really, really hard when I'm in the middle of doing that to like, not just be looking at Instagram because it's way more fun than downloading bank statements to get to my our mortgage guy. Um, and also though, I think, you know, that balance is not a state that we're in permanently. I, I interviewed Ann Sage for my podcast a couple years ago, and she described balance as like, these moments that we get into as we move in and out of imbalance. And, um, I loved the way that she talked about that because it's almost like if you think about someone walking a tightrope, which let's be honest is what this feels like sometimes, um, you know, you're constantly teetering. So you're not like perfectly balanced in every moment. And so I always remember too, that that teetering that I feel all the time is, is a, it's like a constant readjustment. And that just means that I'm still moving forward. Right. Todd and I were literally having this conversation two days ago as we were on a long drive back from a family trip and just noticing that balance is so 
it's like a funny word. (laughs) And I think it's what everybody, like, it's like a buzzword. We want to talk about it because we want to figure it out. There has to be like a magical formula where we can be fully present all the time in all things. And it's impossible. Um, and there are moments where it feels like, okay, I've got this. And then Mm -hmm. the next day you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. But there are phases where your priorities change and your balance shifts. And what balance mm-hmm. looked like last week doesn't look like balance this week. Balance yeah. last week may have been putting 40 hours in on one particular project. And balance this week may be going to the pool with your kids three days in mm-hmm. a row. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I like to think too about right, rather than the word balance, because I think I just feel like balance is a word that was invented by like self-help magazines yeah, or like right? women's <laughs> magazines, to like make us all feel bad um, so that we buy more mascara. Um, but I like to think of the word peace. I like that. So like what feels like what's going to give me peace or what feels like the peaceful thing to do right now. And that just helps calm me down. And then it takes away a lot of the guilt of like, I've, I've over prioritized this one thing, even though it was the right thing to do, even though it felt like the thing that I needed to be doing, it doesn't look like everybody else's form of peace or happiness or joy. And so, yeah, anyway, it's very personal and I love it. So I love that quote and I love the idea of it being a tightrope because Mm -hmm. it is a consistent adjustment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you lean a little bit one way and sometimes you lean a little bit another way. But as long as you're working your way forward, exactly, you're doing the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're all um, doing great. We're all doing great. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, cheer, bad, bad cheerleader cop. Lady. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> now get back to work. <laughs> Um, let's, so you're presenting at Tastemaker Conference this year. That's why we have you on the show. So let's chat a little bit about your Tastemaker presentation. Give us a little bit of an intro about what you'll be presenting about and give us some key takeaways as kind of a little yummy preview for what's going to happen. Oh, I'm so excited about this class. It's, um, I'm actually the talk that the, or the, the class that I'm teaching at Tastemaker is a class that I've been wanting to create for a long time. Um, and so, I'm excited that this is sort of the impetus to do it. So the class is called how to be a brand. And, um, I've taught branding for a few years now in a slightly different way. Um, but this class is really centered around how to take your ideas and your passions and your creativity and actually kind of simmer it down so that it is in the form of a brand that can be communicated to the world. So, um, what we're going to be focusing on is helping the participants figure out what makes them unique, how they stand out in a crowded market, um, what their little secret sauce is, uh, what their special recipe is, if you will. Um, and then also looking at how can they create consistency throughout their, their blog, if they have a podcast or YouTube, all their social media platforms, as well as how to communicate what they do, um, in their bios on their about pages, you know, in their blog sidebar, all of that. So my hope is that everybody walks away. It's going to be hands-on, um, that everybody walks away with almost like a brand statement and then some, not necessarily scripts. I don't really believe in giving people like fill in the blank kind of things to be like, now here's everybody has the same about page template, right? But what questions that they can answer, um, 
you know, on various different places throughout their, the, where they're representing themselves so that they're consistent and so that anybody can see them wherever they might be and know it's them, but also know like this is why their work is important to me. That's awesome. I feel like that is so incredibly valuable because mm-hmm. I know personally when I was first starting out, even still, I don't know how consistent my branding is, but I remember trying to write my bio page and trying to write a little mini Instagram profile description mm-hmm. and what to put on my website. And I don't know that it was consistent. And I didn't know that I had a clear brand message other than, hi, I'm Susie and I like to grill stuff. <laughs> like that, was, <laughs> that was about as far as I'd gotten. <laughs> Which actually is kind of great. Like, and that's the thing too, often when we try, like I say that with like my air quotes, we're probably trying too hard. And yeah. so I like to really, I love it where people come back after working with me or taking one of my branding classes and they're like, Oh my God, it was so much easier than I thought. Yeah. I think it's, I think it felt more intimidating at the time because I was trying to like define this thing that I couldn't even define. And so to try and like make words out of a feeling is a difficult thing to do. Um, Mm. but to have those steps that will be actionable and hands-on in your class at Tastemaker, I think, is going to be fantastic. And I'm so excited. I'm so Thanks. excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be really fun. And as a, as like a, the icing on the cake, uh, if you, I can go with the food metaphors all day long here, um, <laughs> you know, part of the way that I teach the process is that it's less about the product that you're creating and more about the energy that you bring to the table and how you show up in your business. And so I think that that's also really important for people like us who, who, you know, know that there's a 10 year plan, but it looks really hazy in terms of the specifics (laughs) that weren't that in this process that I teach, I'm not locking anybody down to be like, I have to make three YouTube videos a week for the rest of my life. Right. The, the, the way that I, I teach it is like the things, the specific things that you offer and create, can ebb and flow and come and go and you can change that. But if the, the roots of your brand stay consistent, then nobody even notices. And so it almost feels like I'm giving people like a magic secret formula for their work. Well, it's like permission. It's permission to be yourself at your core and let your brand reflect that instead of trying to fit yourself into a brand because the, Mm -hmm. then the brand has to be what the brand is and you're not allowed to evolve. Exactly. You're the brand everybody knows that people evolve, but the core tenants can stay the same. And then you have permission to grow and to shift and to change and to work in new ways that suit you. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And you can actually go deeper into yourself instead of trying to, right. I think that I feel like we do this thing where we want to start something and then we get on the internet and then we, we almost like I always say it's like the memo, the corporate memo version of ourselves. (laughs) Um, But I really believe that like where, what part of what, you know, the creative world has given everybody is permission to like show up in that crazy faith way as themselves. And that the more that we all do that, the more that we all shine. And then the more that those inherent differences between us, the things that, you know, as I said before, we're all the same and yet we're all different. Like the things that make you stand out or make me stand out, like, become so much stronger. And then we all get to stand on our own and we all shine and it's just the best for the world. Beautiful. Okay. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. 
So we just want to remind everyone, September 14th and 15th uh, mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City, we're doing Tastemaker Conference, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to have amazing presenters, especially Tiffany, the cheerleader bad cop. <laughs> Raise your hand, say yes. Everyone check out her podcast, the Raise Your Hand, Say Yes podcast, right, Tiffany? Mm-hmm. That's it, yep. yep. And it's it's so much fun to listen to. And um, tell everybody else quickly where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm uh, my social media handle is at the Tiffany Han, and that's Han is H A N Han like solo. Um, and then you can also find me at tiffanyhan.com. Fantastic! I am so grateful that you were able to jump on the podcast today, Tiffany. And I know that our listeners are going to glean all of these fantastic mm-hmm. little nuggets of wisdom just from this conversation. And I hope that they are as pumped to see you at Tastemaker as I am. I'm going to be front row. With a sign and a little signature book it. so you can autograph. We're going to have big hugs. Big, big, big hugs. <laughs> big hugs at Tastemaker. Big um, Tastemaker hugs. I'm ready. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. And it's coming soon. So make sure if you haven't got your tickets, I think at this point when we're recording the podcast, there's only 22 tickets left. I know. So if you're listening and you haven't purchased your ticket and you're on the fence, please come, please invest in your business, please give yourself the opportunity to have conversations with people like Tiffany and other people that we've interviewed for the Tastemaker Conversations podcast, because it will help you grow. It will help you build your personal Mm -hmm. brand and explore this creative side of yourself and live an awesomely happy, fulfilled life, pursuing passions that you love and you care about. Um, cause that's what we're doing. And it's, fantastic and I want this for everybody so yeah and I just I want to add like for everyone who's on the fence the things that you're going to learn at this conference are so practical and applicable and you if you went to this conference and you took it seriously and you did the work and followed through on all of the things that you learn you are going to be set yeah and you're going to meet the people that you need to meet you're going to have those networks like it's I think it's just going to be amazing I do too. And I think the vibe that has already been established with the community of people that are going, everyone's just excited and we're eager to be there. And when you have people that are kind of united in the same goals, there's Mm -hmm. just some real power in that. So I'm excited for Tastemaker. I'm excited for Tiffany to be at Tastemaker. And I hope you guys have an awesome week, some great takeaways from this podcast, and we'll see you next time. As always, the production of this podcast was brought to you by Shiny Heads Productions. Check them out at shinyheadsproductions.com to find royalty-free music for your video projects. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.